Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. Joining me, my partner in crime, it's Matt. Hey, you mate, you right? Not a bad start to the season, was it? <laughs> we, we, we've had worse starts had worse. to seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man, I I, um, I wrote like a running order for the show today, like a basic kind of... Yeah, I do this every time, and I know I've talked about it before. It's kind of like a bullet point list. Like, these are all the things I think we need to cover we go off on tangents like we do, <laughs> but but like if I try and steer it to this, and our show's packed, man. Um, so uh, first of all, uh, I want to thank the the people who sent in messages and emails. I am doing okay. Hopefully, I sound a bit better this week. Uh, I'm on the mend, so fingers crossed that keeps going. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, and also, big thank you to everybody who was messaging the page and stuff, just saying how great it was to have the show back. That was that was kind of nice to read. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it makes it all worth it, doesn't it, Sam? <laughs> yes, all the sacrifice. The yeah, work, it makes. Yeah, <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, the, the having to sit down and speak to you about Tottenham once a week. Which, by the way, last <clears throat> season was a fucking chore. Oh, God, do, 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 do you know what? I just, I, I, I don't know how we did it last season. No. You know, it it was just dreadful, wasn't it? I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I, yeah. And I know we uh, maybe get getting carried away after yeah after the game at the weekend, but there are signs that that shocking football that we played uh, is is something we can just forget about. You know, I think, I think one of the things that we must have said it so many times last season is if the team looks like they care and look like they're putting in everything, even if you lose, at least you can kind of go. They care, they put in everything, sometimes in football you lose. Yeah. It was the kind of apathetic bullshit last season that was served up, which was kind of like, we've gone 1-0 up, I know what we'll do. We're gonna defend. (laughs) God, it was horrible, wasn't it? It was And to listen to the narrative of No, no, I've not told him to do that. That's not an instruction from me. To then see basically the same core group of players under a different manager play to the final whistle with everything they had it's kind of like oh hello <laughs> i just Maybe i think it that, was I think, you yeah, yeah i think the game that epitomized it last season was that west ham game wasn't it you know we three new up after what 25 that, that minutes. broke us <laughs> that was it that was the game that ended it but didn't it just sum it up didn't it just sum it yeah. up you know we could have gone and actually destroyed them but instead yeah. we just kind of defend went into our shell and just threw it away Freaking West Ham. Bobbins, mate, but let's not focus on that. So uh, we kicked off the season. Uh, Going into the opening game, um, Matt, brutally honest with me, and be honest because I'll know, because I'm a parent. (laughs) What did you think the score was going to be before, you know, so not, not when you were going there and you were getting amped up. I'm talking about the days before, like when we recorded the show, what were you thinking it was going to be? Well, you know, do you know what? I, I know I mentioned it uh, before, but it, I mentioned the record that we had where, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so we would, so they'd won like 10 first game of the last 10 seasons and the 11th yeah. one ago was nil nil. And I was yeah. thinking they beat us one nil in the cup final and 
you know, it, they, were the, they were the better team. And I was thinking, they, yeah. they are the better team. There's no getting away from it. I mean, you just look yeah. at how much they... I think I saw a stat of how much was spent on that that first 11. It was just so yeah. ridiculous, you know? <laughs> so I was thinking, if we can just get a nil-nil, I think I'd take that just as a, a yeah. decent start to the season. You know, so mate, you so you did you genuinely think we'd get a draw, or were you hoping? I was hoping for the draw, for the draw at, okay. the, at the at the best. I think. Okay, because because my my expectation was a real hammering. I, I felt that the cane thing was going to be in people's heads. I felt the stadium was going to be a bit, perhaps you know, still pissed at Levy. You know, kind of the cane thing pissed people off. I I I just had it all in my head, like all of the worst case scenarios in my mind. And then I watched the game, and bear in mind, we just watched a season of this, basically the same group of players look apathetic, like not put the effort in. I've then watched the game, and the the way the game started, first of all, the stadium, I have not heard our new stadium sound like the old White Hart Lane until that game. Yeah, do, do you know what? Um, so, so, so me and Seb were right slap bang in the middle of the south, and... Yeah. Um, Seb's been to a few games. I mean, he went to a couple at yeah. Wembley. He went to the first game of the new, uh, first game at the new stadium, that under twenty ones yeah. game, you know. But he's never experienced anything like that. And you no. can, you can. Seb's face is one of these little faces that he, he can't hide how he's no. feeling. And he was just, he was like, it was a mix of kind of. I think he was a little bit scared. <laughs> Well, like, they must have been loud. Yeah, man, yeah, was... a little bit kind of overawed. A little, yeah. and you could. You, I think the best way to describe it is because I, I mean I, I've been lucky enough to go to a few North London derbies recently, yeah. and it's that kind of it's that electricity, you know, like it's not like when you when you yeah. when you touch someone and they've got like a um, static, you get a static shock. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel it. You could almost feel like if you touch something in the stadium, you would get a shock. It's such it's, an it's, atmosphere. It's the you know? hairs on the back of your neck oh. standing up. It's, it's your arm. I, I tell you what, I'm watching it on TV, right? And there's a moment where I heard the old uh, "We are the Park Lane." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we was getting involved in my, that. Man, yeah, my my. Uh, do you know what? Just thinking about it right now, my the airs on my arm have gone up. Yeah, it, it, it was insane. And I'm thinking, I'm watching this on TV. How must people be feeling in there? Because, oh, like I said, I had not heard that kind of thing. Now I have got no doubt that a lot of that amped up energy for people going into that game had to do with this is man city you're basically trying to take harry kane away from us we are fucking amped up for this you know yeah and sure. i think it was probably helped by the opening minute city did kind of get on top it felt a bit like oh no this is going to be <laughs> what we feared this was going to be but all of a sudden our players started laying the boot in yeah. <laughs> like Jaffet tanganga was up against grealish and sterling and i'm like I love this kid, but yeah, he is about yeah. to have a day from hell. Mate, he kicked the shit out of them for 10 minutes to the point they didn't want to go near him for the rest of the game, and I'm in love with that. Do, do you know what? <laughs> I, I will say my claim to fame as well, Sam. I was yeah. sitting there, and about three rows back, I heard these bunch of lads go, come in, should we try starting it? And they went, he's one of our own. Oh, so they, I was I was listening to the, the, the fellas that actually started that chant and you and it just spread and spread and spread and by the time Mate, that was by the time he come fire. off by the time yeah. it, it was, like as most people probably would have guessed it's a part partly a dig at Kane but yeah. at the same time fully deserved and and look if if he does go Kane then this is Tanganga's song now 
you know, and it is. Yeah. And, and when he when he come off, because obviously nowadays they don't just come off today. Oh, but, that, so he that, watch, around watching f- that was special, man. That yeah. was that was good. Yeah. And I I kind of because you watched him, he kind of had this look of I don't know whether to really be into this. Yeah. I don't know whether just to keep my head down. Yeah. You know, the yeah. game's one nil. You know, anything could change. Yeah, I've uh, you know he looked like kind of like oh why am I going off? Well, I'll tell you why you're going off, Jeff. They just brought on De Bruyne to sit on you, and you're on a yellow card. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nuno has seen this and gone. Yeah, we need to swap that fast. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a guy. He had a game though. He really had a game, oh, and and it's that was it's, so good. I, 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 yeah, sorry, mate. I just uh, as an academy player, I watched him, and I, and I think I've said it on the podcast. I said it to you. He's a central defender. I don't know why we're trying to do this right back thing. I've seen him play right back, but I think he's a central defender. And I've watched this one game at the start of the season. I'm like, he is the right back to die for. He is the chosen one. <laughs> he's the cho- yeah, exactly. At the time, turn. But do you know what? Do you remember <clears> a couple of seasons ago? He had that. We had that game against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, and he, he, he man marked Mane. Boston. Yeah. So maybe that is his position. But he, what I was going to say is, it's incredible to think that he was on the verge of being loaned out this season. Yeah, he was. He yeah, Galatasaray. Yeah, for a season. Yeah, that is his way of saying, "Nuno, you're not. No. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going well, anywhere." <laughs> well, the kind of word behind the scenes is, is like they came in and he's like, "Okay, I've got Doherty, Aurier. Aurier wants to leave. We want to sell him. So I'm going to look for a right back. You know, looking at all these different options. And Tanganga and training's just been absolutely next level. So Nuno's kind of like, okay, um, all right, let's let's see what you got, kid. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. you're gonna. This is absolute baptism of fire. And if you can come through this, then maybe this season you've got a real crack at making that position your own. Mm. And damn, did he come through it? I mean. But this this is the thing, right? We're talking about Jav. I think we could go through that entire team one to eleven and praise them for this game, and I cannot remember the last time we could do that. No, do you know? And that's the thing you you hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the podcast when you were saying about the difference in the effort with the players. Yeah. Uh, look, they just. I think for me that like like you say, like me when when me and Seb were coming out of the ground, was I said to him right, who's your man to match and. Two of us yeah. couldn't decide. You know, we just no. couldn't decide. There's so many performances out there, but but one that really uh, is highlighted for me, and someone who, who I don't think's changed that much, but really stood out, was Lucas. Yeah, like you know, much, he's yeah. he's always put the effort, even even under the the previous fella. You yeah. know, he, he put the effort in, and he put the effort. And, and what I said to Seb was that, um, and, and you know, you, what you're saying about the fans getting on the players' back. I said, what what yeah. I love about Lucas is he's one of them players that will run with a ball and it doesn't come off. Sometimes it doesn't come off, no. you know, and sometimes it does. But, and, and, and funny enough, when I said that to Seb, he went, well, there you go. He said, like, you know, our, uh, today, today is today is to yeah. do. He's like, and he said, that is Lucas, isn't it? I said, yeah, you're right, mate. It is. That's what, you know, sometimes it's not going to come off, but if oh, you, if you what? show, I know, Seb- Oh, it was sorry, but hang on a minute. <laughs> Seb, the philosopher of our time. I know, he's nine hell? years old. He's nine years old. And he's... <laughs> our, our, our nine-year-old super fan has just absolutely nailed us with that. Every fan who has ever had a pop at Lucas, hang your head in shame. There you go, exactly, exactly. But he, he is one of those players. And, you know, occasionally you'll go, oh, Lucas, what are you doing? But when it comes off, you know, when he runs with yeah. a ball and gets into those positions, yeah, fantastic, you know, and I loved his attitude but like you said yeah every every player to a man just had a fantastic um, the thing about Lucas in this game as well just to kind of focus on him for a moment is not only was he doing all that which we've seen him do when he lost it 
he went back like an avenging fucking yeah, angel. He did. <laughs> and, and there's a clip, right, of Bergwine, Sonny, Delhi, especially Delhi Alley, man, that he had a cracking ran game. himself yeah. into the ground for the team. Covered the most I distance mean, out of all the, all the players on the pitch. He did, and he had the most, the fastest sprint. I am blown away at the effort he put into that game, and so proud, like so. I was just like, yes, so yeah, I'm so happy yeah, for him me too. <laughs> that he had that kind of game. But there's a clip of all of them, and literally every one of them to a man are in fast. Like the second ball, they were there. They were like in their faces, and they and the challenges were like left, right, and center. Just some of the time, they were just straight up hacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the referees like, okay, <laughs> the whistle's gone. Like like Hoybier and Skip are kind of like, dudes, that's our job. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, <laughs> come on, let us let us crack someone. I mean, Skippy, by the way, again, I'm like cracking a great dad watching him play. Cracking game. Um, but some. Someone put a clip together of all of that and put Eric Lamella's legacy will live at Tottenham forever. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, because this is the thing. Like Lamella, for everything that he wasn't, the one thing no one can say is he wasn't 100% committed on that pitch. Mm. He would literally come on the pitch and fight everyone. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. The guy was nuts. But the whole team looked like that. Like, the whole team came out against Man City like, we are going to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if we lose. We are going to go down swinging. And we are going to put one or two of you on the ground. And like I said, Jaffet's commitment and just controlled aggression was insane. There is one moment I want to bring up before we move on. What do you make of the the moment where the referee called Hugo Lloris over to have a chat with Jaffa and the captain? Apparently, this is a thing this season. The captains are going to be brought into discussions when referees are warning players. Now, with our captain being a goalkeeper, don't you think that this is going to be a bit random at times? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. imagine if, like, um, Dane Scarlett's up front, he hacks someone down, and the referee's like, right, wait there, Dane, Hugo! Come yeah, on. come over here. <laughs> got to run the whole length of the pitch. I don't see how this is going to work. But the thing that I loved is Hugo gets called over, clearly knowing what's about to happen, and comes over, and the first thing he does is start pointing to the ref all the times that the opposition mm. have dived around, and he's, he's like a arriving going he's done this he's done this he's done this yeah and yeah. you see the ref going all right i'm just <laughs> giving him a warning <laughs> chill your boots world cup winner <laughs> it, it, it was a bit um i know you every fan always thinks the referee's biased towards the other team but no. but honestly i don't know if it was if it was being picked up when you was watching on telly but especially the first half some of the decisions are like come on mate I know um, we, we don't have the benefit of a replay yeah, watching it live but yeah. it just looked like he, they were getting so many decisions in the first half I didn't see that on TV no. I think perhaps being in there you were guys were out yeah. so the minute someone went to the ground referee gave a free kick you were like yeah. come on yeah, yeah. which by the <laughs> way was, was amazing because that really came across yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, to be honest with you, watching it on TV, I mean, other people might disagree, but watching it on TV, I, I felt he had a good game. I felt he let the game go because right. there was like a challenge from Skip where I absolutely had a panic attack. It was going to be a straight red. Mm. He basically went in two footed. He got the ball, but he went in two footed. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And the referee did nothing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and when you watch the replay of it, it was a brilliant challenge. But you know, like last season. The minute someone like went off the ground, the minute someone went at two feet, the minute they did anything, mm. it was like 
whistle on the VAR. Oh yeah, that could have been dangerous if it was an under nines game. So you're being sent off. Yeah, yeah. In this game, I I I was really really pleased because there were so many shoulder to shoulders that last season it would have been a whistle fest. Yeah, completely. The referee yeah. was just like, no, you know, you're shoulder to shoulder. Played a freaking game, boys. And I think both teams kind of got into it. And of course, there was that little bust up Grealish and Lucas. But again, that moment. Last season, he probably would have been stood there on his own. Maybe Kane would have walked across because he was near there and he likes to get stuck in himself. But did you notice Sanchez basically ran the length of the pitch to get involved? Yeah, do you know what? And I'm glad you mentioned Sanchez as well because yeah. that tackle, uh, the, the the last yes. minute of the game when they broke yeah. through, that was that's, that was yeah. just insane. You know, and, and it was it was what such you a can do. And what? it's like, why have we not? Why do we not see this enough? Yeah, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what I love about this? Two things I love about that tackle as well. The first thing is, uh, it, it, it's such a clean tackle that that when you look at it, I, I think Spurs have um, they've replayed just the tackle. On, on their yeah, on their have, yeah. social media page, but if you watch it again, and I don't know if you you picked up on this, but when Ladley King stands up, De Bruyne is a good twenty yards ahead. De Bruyne didn't even realise he didn't have the ball. Like you no. know, he's still running, and he's like, "Hang on a second, what happened? Yeah. Where's the ball gone?" You know, it's yeah, such a clean yeah. tackle. You know, yeah, but no, I, do you know you just said Ledley King? Did I really? Yeah, I think, in, I think in your mind you associate with cracking defending with Ledley King so much. Yeah, you just you just you just kinged him. I kinged him. Yeah, I didn't even realise I said that. Do you know? Do you know what Ledley King? They've, they've, I saw on the. Um, so I don't know if you saw this as well on the, on social media, but. Um, is it Paul Coit? Coit, the guy that does the thing, the announcements on the stadium. Yeah, he's he, been he got let go. he's been dumped basically, yeah. but it's it's now. Oh, and this is this is kind of a little bit of a. I know, so I'm going on a bit of a tangent. I know you did warn everyone that we'd kind of a bit of tangent sometimes. We do, yes. But uh, so there, you know, the you kind of like I know the the Super League thing spectacularly fails and rightly so. Yes. But you, you clearly the the club are trying to go global. So he's yeah. been dumped now, and then you've got this kind of um, pre-match uh, sort of interview thing with this guy with an iPad in front of him, a young guy. And yeah. it, he he sort of he said he mentions this is going out to everyone in the world, even though we're watching it in the stadium yeah. and Ledley King sits there with him. So like, you know, I had Ledley King in my mind as well because like, you know, we listened to him talk for about 10, 15 minutes before the game as well. But yeah. the bit, the bearded guy, you know, the one who always interviews, um, the players after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very prominent now. So I feel like they kind of he's probably taken over Paul's job. Unfortunately, I used to love that guy, that yeah. Paul. You know, he's really good. Hey, Paul. Paul is a great guy. Yeah. You know, I hope the club are gonna keep around doing in something. Uh, he's got a show on Talksport. So if anyone misses him, want to support him, get involved. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's a great guy. Good servant. Love love loves the club. So obviously was quite sad that that ended. Uh, also, look, things evolve, things move forward. Nobody likes change. I, I am really against change in every aspect of my life. My daughter turned 13 about a week or so ago. You have no idea how much that is messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I when I heard he was going, I was like, no, no, no. Throwing my toys completely out of the pram. <laughs> When I go to watch Tottenham, which I know is rare nowadays, I hear you at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've no, basically exactly. said I'll buy him a ticket so he can do a halftime interview with me so I don't feel like I've missed it if I go. <laughs> um, oh. so, happy happy so, belated birthday to Phoebe. Sorry, mate, by the way. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, 13 years old. What a nightmare. Um, one of the things I saw which cracked me up is, uh, I, and I didn't think about it at the time, Sonny loves a first, doesn't he? 
First, first goal at the new stadium. I think first goal under uh, Jose. First goal this. First goal that. First goal under Nuno. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's a well, he's a class apart, and he Sonny. He's just a class apart. I, I, it's, it's weird because we've not and and he basically called Harry Kane a traitor. <laughs> oh, did he? What's that all about? I didn't, where, 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 did, where did this come I, from? I, I don't know if people have been picking up on this. This is kind of. Um, so Tottenham players have been somewhat passive aggressive on social media and in interviews and so and if you go to their liked posts and things like that on Instagram and uh Twitter um a lot of people have found that there's some interesting stuff being liked like okay. uh Sonny liked the post about a phrase about loyalty and how loyalty Loyalty to ones, you know, people who have made you, uh, is is the most important thing. <laughs> um, and also a post all about um, how uh, uh, loyalty to friends and stuff like that. Um, you've got Eric Dyer who basically just liked the post of Michael Jordan quote about um, which players does he respect more? Um, is it the guy who? Uh, works for a team and builds a team and wins with that team, or the one that joins the All Stars and just becomes part of the crowd. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's, <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what? I don't know. I, I'm just second guessing here, but I wonder whether part of their um, uh, their motivation and part of the reason why they were so fired up for that take Massively. away the take away yeah. the fact it was Man City. It's no, a fact that I, we're gonna I, we're gonna prove to you that we can we can we don't need I, you. I I think. You you you're right. I think there's a few players in there. I think Eric Dyer, especially. I think Eric Dyer had his best game at central defence for us. If you only ever watch that game, you think Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer are two of the best defenders in the country. Yeah. You know, they dealt with everything in the air. There were a couple of balls that came across the box, which they then won the second balls of. Mm-hmm. Against Man City, because I saw a few people saying, "Oh yeah, but if Man City had a striker, they'd have got goals." I'm like, well, against a team like Man City. They are going to create chances. <laughs> look, yeah. look, you you can't deny. It. Like we could play any team, and that team will get a chance. You know, how many times do you watch an FA Cup match against some random clogger team? They'll always create a chance because it's football. There is such a rarity that you ever see a game there a team had nothing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. against a team like Man City, of course they're going to open you up at times. It's impossible for them not to. They brought Kevin De Bruyne off the bench for goodness' sake. <laughs> Can I just say with Kevin De Bruyne as well, seeing him in real life, yeah. it does it doesn't look the best in the best of shape. I don't know again if that was picked up on television, but yeah, he looks no, a little no, bit no. like he's got a little bit of weight on him. Do you know what I mean? I don't oh. know if he's just a. Oh, come on. Don't body shame Kevin now. Come on. We're better than that on the Spurs News podcast. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, we talked about Skippy and Tanganga. I mean, I just wanted to just take a moment to talk about Skip just on his own. Anybody who listens to this podcast will know I've been saying this kid's name for years, uh, at least two or three. And I hope everybody watch, you know that, have watched it with the same kind of satisfaction that I had of... You talk about Tanganga's song, one of our own now. I mean, Skip is as well. And seeing both of them on the pitch, that committed, that amped up, and playing that well at this level, uh, for me, it's like, oh, I'm over the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. It's I, just I, great. I, I, and it reminds me, sorry mate, just sorry. to finish, and it reminds me of when I got to watch Pochettino bring on Ryan Mason, Harry Kane. It, to me, it was like, these are the players that I've kind of really got attached to because I've been watching them come through the academy and now I'm watching them play for the first team I was just like 
beaming at that and it was one of the reasons I got so invested in the Pochettino era if you like so seeing Nuno with these two to kick off with and the possibility of Dane Scarlett starting tonight in the Europa Conference League mate I'm I'm buzzing at that (laughs) so you're feeling old about having a 13 year old daughter mate you've got you've got older children you know you've got children in their 20s yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah certainly how it's weird it's it's such a weird thing because like i I remember going to it was at stevenage actually i was at stevenage and i watched an academy game this is years ago and i was with my brother and we, we watched this game and um I got to talk to some of the players afterwards because I don't know if it happens so much now, but basically they used to walk across the car park basically to get to the coach and there wouldn't be many people there. It was like peeing it down with rain Um, and they'd sort of mix for a bit and before, before they went off. So just having that tiny limited interaction with them at that level to then see them make their like Premier League debuts and stuff like that was incredible. It was just like so good, and because of obviously technology has moved on, even though I can't get there physically as much anymore, I've been watching so much of the academy stuff and so many of the players and following it. Seeing them now kick on is it's a weird, it's a great thing, and and I'd encourage anybody who's feeling a bit disenfranchised with the club at any point, don't walk away from the club. Just 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 focus on a different area of it, you know. Watch the women's team, watch the academies, you know, just get invested in that again. Because what you see at that level is people who just want to play football. They're not yeah. they're not doing it for the 400 grand or they're not being told by the press and their agent every day, you need to win a trophy, son, you know. They're just there to play football. And yeah. at that level, they just want to play for Tottenham. It's, it's football in its rawest and purest form, isn't it? It is. Uh. And it's great. And I, and I know... I know I said to you about the under twenty three game the other day. Danny Rose was there watching. Yeah. You know, Danny Rose trained with the under twenty threes last season. He's got a real affection for him. And I think weirdly, that ended up giving him his passion back for football, I think. Being around the kids, mentoring them. I I, I see Danny now look look happy again, which mm. is, which is wonderful. But the fact that he's, you know, signed for another club, moved on but is going to watch our under-23s to support the kids that he you know, he knew. It's wonderful. And he was there sat taking pictures with the fans and stuff. It's, it's yeah, great. It's, it's nice. He's always going to... I mean, it's, it's not going to be any chance he's not going to have an affiliation with the club for the rest of his life. Because, I mean, he, was, no. he signed as an 18-year-old. He spent the, the massive majority of his career at Spurs. So, yeah. although he's like a Leeds boy, he's, I think he's always going to be a Tottenham, a Tottenham boy as well, isn't he? He is. I think so. Um, One of the things I want to talk about just very quickly is we have set up a YouTube page for the podcast um, and Spurs News in general. Um, If you go to YouTube, type in the Spurs News Podcast, you'll find the page. Do me a favor. If you're listening right now, hit subscribe on it because we need to get over certain numbers to get certain like things and one of the things we want to do eventually is to be able to bring in like uh the the youtube live thing which would enable us to do stupid alternate commentaries and things like that which people have asked for in the past (laughs) which could be really really bad um i'm bound to say something really stupid and get in trouble but uh yeah so please do that find it on youtube also gives people another option for listening to us uh it is audio only but we are going to upload videos and one of the first videos once i re-edit it for a copyright claim from the premier league the miserable (laughs) buggers uh one of the first videos is going to be seb's day out 
Um, so Seb, as everybody knows, is Matt's son. Uh, the great philosopher of our time <laughs> pointed out that basically Lucas Mora is the club motto, and I'm still blown away by that. Um, he is now a season ticket holder, and Matt did a video of his first game as a season ticket holder in the South Stand. Uh, it's a great video. Um, it's a really fun sort of video, just seeing seeing everything through Seb's eyes, so to speak. Uh, and that's going to be on the YouTube channel in the next few days. And I think Matt's going to kindly just do a few stadium videos, game videos and stuff going forward. So that'll all be on there so you can get some crowd noise and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be on there. Um, and there's also someone talking to me at the moment who claims to be a content creator. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Show you age now, Sam, and, and, and I'm showing I, um, my age because I haven't got a clue what it is either. <laughs> no, I, I think it's like someone who just does social media as a career. But anyway, they want to do Tottenham videos on players and stuff. Oh, can I do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I ain't paying you, but whatever. <laughs> go, go nuts. Um, but yeah, one of the other things which was kind of funny or made me feel old this week, did anyone else see the tweet from Spurs official of our new goalkeeper walking in a suit and literally, all they did was tweet the picture and then write the word drip. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, right. So I'm glad you said that. So I retweeted it going, look, old man here, what the f is this? Yeah, cause dri because drip's a drip, you call someone a drip if you think that's a negative thing, isn't it? Right, okay, yeah. so great. So I'm with you, right? So when I hear someone being classed as a drip, I'm like, that's, that's an insult. Yeah. That's not a good thing. So my mind goes, ah, clearly vocabulary has moved on. Um, the guy looks great, you know, he looks really good in his suit, he's a good looking boy. So my brain, of course, which is warped, alright, which is really what I'm like, no way of Spurs official just basically said that this guy's making ladies wet. No way is that what they meant. So I'm like, that can't, that can't be, but they've done the word drip and like a moisture, like a wet, so like I a love your brain's working is, Sam. My brain is messed up, right? But So I'm like, no way, no, 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 like sploosh, like no, that can't be right. So I, I've asked and I'm told reliably by a number of young people on Twitter, I like to uh, big up everyone from my age bracket and Matt's age bracket who replied going, yeah, no idea, which made me feel a lot better. So thank you. But the young people reliably tell me that's when you look good. Oh. If, you, if you look at someone in their clothes and they go, yeah, man, you drip. <laughs> Why didn't you ask Dan's? Because surely Dan would is at the age group, surely? or? Uh, I don't know. Dan, <laughs> Dan is in that age bracket, but he sounds like he's 10. So I, I'm never quite sure. I might have got an answer about Thomas the Tang Engine or something. It just... I, I have no idea. Is this a check he's listening? Is <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know he is. I know he is because on a regular basis I'll say something and I'll get a smart ass message or a comment. So um, Laura's the one. Laura just basically listens out for her name. I think I don't think she listens to the show at all. I think she has some algorithm. It's like if Laura's mentioned, it just zeroes in. Just on goes the to that minute. Yeah. yeah, right. Let me just see what he said about me this week. The little shits. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? Like people, people after we did that show together, like you two are a married couple or something. Like no, no, we just take the piss out of each other yeah. unmercilessly. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So um, one of the things uh, this week, which is very different about the show, is we have a sponsor. Um, part of having a sponsor, which is which is uh, interesting for for me and Matt anyway, is we have to do a promo for it. Um, and they basically gave us a script, like, this is what you should say to advertise our product. 
So after I bin that, <laughs> which is probably not what you're supposed to do, I decided that we would just do a little segment in the middle of the podcast to talk about Manscaped.com. Uh, Manscaped.com, if people haven't gone there yet, look it up. Because when you hear Manscaped, I think uh, we got approached by a guy from a company called Manscaped. Me and you both went, that can't be what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... that. That can't be what it is. Exactly what you think it is. So, go to manscaped.com. Uh, there's a, a, a an icon on there where you can toggle through the different websites. Um, it's available in all the countries: Australia, New Zealand, America, the UK, and and other countries as well. So, go on there, uh, toggle to your local website. Well, you'll see it on there. It's a very easy to use website, and check out the products, um, gentlemen. You need to look after your balls. And to aid us to talk about Manscaped.com, the good people at Manscaped.com, see, I'm saying it a lot. Do you notice how professional I am saying Manscaped.com all the time? Yeah, thanks. You didn't just say Um, Manscaped.com, did you? Yeah, Manscaped.com are sponsors of the show. The really, really good people at Manscaped.com said I should say Manscaped.com whenever I can say (laughs) Manscaped.com. And they've said... The people at Manscaped.com sent us products from Manscaped.com. And those products arrived for me and you a little while ago. Um, Probably the scariest delivery I've ever had in my life. Because I'm opening this box like, I have no idea what's going to be in here. I've got my sister sat over there, younger sister. I'm about to open this box. I've got a fair idea. It's from Manscaped.com. Which basically means I'm going to have like ball trimmer. You know, like... um, And lo and behold, that's what it was. I've got wipes from my testicles which is something i just never thought i'd own in my life uh matt you got a box as well what do you think yeah it's fantastic because i think that your balls are are, are part of your body that you don't really look after you know so this is this is it's an it's a that's a sentence i don't think i was ever expecting to hear Yeah. But you, but you don't, and when when yeah. I mean, like you say, so I, we both got sent a package from them, and yeah. it's like a trimmer, ball deodorant, which is fantastic. Yeah, that um, stuff is actually quite good, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and and honestly, like I feel like that it's it's the one part of my body that I never really gave a second thought to. That's now after what I'm forty two, finally mm-hmm. getting looked after. You know, so yeah. fantastic. I can't, can't, I can't recommend them enough they're fantastic yeah. for 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 uh you know that just it's like it's almost like you know when you when you try to identify uh something like well, where is there a need in this world and yeah. then some people come up with things that's not really a need but yeah where 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 have they, where have they been all this time like you know where, where, yeah. something that that no one's thought of but like yeah your balls need looking after you know they do they do they are an essential part they're a part of the body that should only ever be treated nicely yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. Um, so com. there is a promo code um snpod and you get 20 percent off and free delivery on anything you order uh basically manscaped are going to be sponsoring the show for a few weeks See, I, I do honest advertising, and I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, basically, after a few weeks, they're going to decide if they want to keep our sponsorship, if anyone buys anything. So, if you want to support the show, and bear in mind, we do this for free. We've done 140 episodes of this. We don't get paid. We don't earn anything from it. We've never had a sponsor before. So, if you do like the show, and you want to help us out, then go and buy something off manscaped.com using our code please definitely use the code one because you get a discount 
discount and free delivery. But two, if you don't, they got no idea that it was us that sent you. Um, and that would be really great. And then you can come back to us and say how your balls felt. Now, don't do that. No, that's weird. <laughs> no, do you know what? I, I, do, I, it. No, yeah. do it. I, do no, it. No, no, I don't want emails from people telling me about their testicles, Matthew. No, but I don't want Why? to. Why? Uh, Why would you put not that Nothing explicit, but just to say... My balls are feeling good. Right, I swear to I swear to God, if one person sends me a picture, I'm not. I'm just ending it. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not doing it. This is what the trimmer looked like. Look, I trimmed it into a heart shape. No, I've got to admit. I've got to admit, Sam. I would. There is part of me that's that wants to show the world how good they're looking. Uh, But you know, I feel like I'd get banned from every every social media. I I have no idea where to go with that. That's. (laughs) I, I don't know whether to make a joke. I don't know whether to say two bold guys like a right said Fred concert at the moment. I, I, I don't know what to say to you. I, I have no idea. I, I did see, because they got like leaflets and stuff that came in the box. Did you look at like the trimmer thing? Like all the kind of like, you could do this. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. I'm kind of like, really? Yeah. It's people fantastic. Do this. People, this this is a thing. This this is a modern man thing. I wonder if Dan knows about this. He, he he's not really ten. I'm sure he's been through puberty. So he must genuinely oh yeah, he's young enough. We should have got Dan on today's show. Dan could have told us if like manscaping was the thing at his age. Do, do you know Dan, what I feel old. Do you know what they do you know how they look? They look drip. <laughs> oh my god. That that actually hurt me. No, I literally, I've only learned this word while doing this yeah. podcast, Sam. I, yeah, but I don't, I don't think you can describe your nuts as drip. Oh, I can't know. you? Oh, am I just showing my age now? Am I? I don't know. I don't know. I just think the word drip doesn't naturally lend itself to good testicle health. <laughs> Hey, how are your balls? They drip. Oh man, see a doctor. Well, they they drop. They have a drop or they drip. Oh no. Uh, so anyway, manscaped.com, manscaped.com, manscaped.com. Go visit their website. Use the code. Buy something. Let us know what you bought and what you think. Please don't go into too much detail, but do it. Um, for the ladies listening, by the way, we. Oh yeah, I meant to tell you this. We've had an increase in female listenership. Oh, fantastic. We are now over 50 women listening to us every week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, one of them's Laura. So, hey, hey, Laura. Um, Laura's the voice of our show currently because the voiceover guy's not been well. Um, and we, we updated the music, which I hope everyone likes because I really like it. Um, but anyway, so we've updated it. Basically because last season I kind of want to just leave. So I wanted to, like, change everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, last season, no, I don't want anything to feel like last last season at all. Mm. Let's change it. So I'm really happy with the new music we got. Laura's doing a great job doing the voice. Um, one of our voiceover guys, better, he's, he says he'll, he'll, he'll be back. So that's good. And hopefully he'll be back soon. But Laura's the perfect stand-in. Um, but yeah, she, um, I sent her a list of things to record and in amongst the things I sent her to record were some manscaped.com, uh, promo stuff. Um, I, for the life of me, I don't know if I've gotten the hand. I'm going to have a very, very quick look. So everyone talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I am, ah, oh dear. I'd, I'd love it if I did, but I don't think I do. Right. I am going to insert here. So, Matt, you're, I'm going to send them to you afterwards so you get to hear them. Okay. But I'm going to insert here at this point the clips that I got poor Laura to record. Oh, Cody. Hey, boys. Have you looked after your balls today? Trust me, boys. You should look after your balls. Unlike at Wimbledon, you cannot shout for new balls, please. 
Look after the ones you have, gents. There you go. She's a wonderful woman. She really is. <laughs> she 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 puts up with so much crap from me. Um, but yeah, it's her birthday soon, by the way. Yeah, it's amazing that she looks that good at 50. Anyway, <laughs> um, we now have the moments we've all been waiting for, which is where we hand the show over to uh, comments and questions from our social media. Are you ready for this? Let's go, mate. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. For the first time this season, this is what people have got to say. I- I'm kind of delighted we did it this week and not last yeah, I think last week there would have been, you know, pain. But this week people should be in quite a good mood. Yes, yes, well timed, Sam. <laughs> we start. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be this case, but it worked out well. Uh, we start on the good people of Instagram, where we have, ah, oh, crap, not what a start. Geo R Geo Mali Mali says I would prefer 120 million with Lapore for Kane. And we solve our centre back problem for five years. A hundred, hundred twenty million. I take this player, that player. Um, stop buying wingers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! You can never have. That's the Tottenham motto. To dare is to do. By the way, you can never have enough wingers. I'm pretty sure people just don't realise that's the rest of it. Uh, I'm so I'm uh, surprised the Spanish guy's not called Un Brian, though, aren't you? <laughs> I, don't, I, I find I find a Spanish player called Brian Gill weird. He's called Brian, yeah. Like, yeah. like and he's I'm got not... it on the back of his shirt. <laughs> uh, so all I've got is like, do you remember the film Life of Brian? Yeah, yeah. There's a song in it. It's like he's Brian because <laughs> his name was Brian. <laughs> so I can't help, but every time someone's called Brian, that's it. I just get that in my head. Uh, Gio, uh, thanks for the message. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you get that sort of money, you can kind of go shopping. Um, but which players or whatever, I, I don't know. Uh, hear... Ward dot three. Oh, sorry, mate. So I was just going to say, I hear Lewandowski is available for hundred million. Lewandowski. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There's a rumor, right? There's a rumor that Tottenham actually approached Haaland. Oh God, you know what? So, so the ru- so the rumor is the approach went along these lines. Yeah. Um, if. Harry Kane was to leave the club. We'd like to replace him with Haaland. Bear in mind that Haaland's father, I think, is his agent. Mm. Um, so we just wanted to sound you out at the idea. Uh, obviously, if you're not interested, you know, that's fine. But we just wanted to sound you out. And apparently the response was absolutely flattered. Always had a soft spot for Tottenham. But I'll only leave Dortmund for a Champions League club. All right. Fair enough. Which is basically a really polite <laughs> no. Yeah, no, thank you. It's okay. <laughs> Which is nice, which is kind. I like that. I like, I I think there's not enough people in this world who are nice like Mm. that. I think too many people go, no. (laughs) You want me to join who? Sod off. Uh, Darren Ward says, let's say we get 150 million for Kane and uh, if we sell him, how would you spend that money and in what position? Well, first of all, a striker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, unfortunately, in today's market, to get one that actually scores goals. You're going to spend most of that money. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, Lukaku's just gone back to Chelsea for the best part of a hundred million, I think, like ninety something. Um, and he he is a goal scorer, without a doubt. So to get that level, you're basically spending a hundred million of it straight away. I mean, it's it's mad, really. I know you you mentioned last week uh, how we're we've, we've replaced players with players a lot younger. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder. I mean, look, you know, Kane's twenty-eight. I know he's in the prime of his life at the moment at this age, but you know, you you could 
especially with the sort of scouting network we've got and how well uh, Paratici knows or Par- God, have I said his name right Paratici Paratici, Paratici yeah. how well he knows the Italian league and how, how he sort of seems to be going to the Italian league quite a lot I wonder if yeah. you know if if he'd have in mind a striker that maybe maybe because I mean I don't personally follow the Italian the Serie A but <clears> there might yeah. be two or three young exciting yeah, strikers that he might have in mind you we're know? actually being linked quite heavily with two or three and they're all aged 23 mm. Um, which is no great surprise. We seem to be recruiting in the 20 to 23-year-old bracket exclusively, um, which is needed. Uh, you know, we had one of the oldest teams in the league last season, which is nuts. You know, we, we went from being the young upstarts who were kicking on to, hello, I'm your granddad. <laughs> Shut up, Joe Hart. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, it's such a difficult question because... A hypothetical scenario where you sell Harry Kane, it's not just you get the money. There's a perception. If you if you sell a player like that, the perception is you've given up. I, I know that sounds I know that sounds a little bit stupid because he's demanding the go and when players get like that you need to, to, to do it. But if you're an so like you're away from the club second, so you're not a fan, you're any flat, you're a football player, you look at Tottenham as a prospect club to join, you look at it and go, What a stadium you know, training facilities, top-notch, uh, a coach with a good reputation of being a great coach and developing players, so that's good. You know, I'd learn something. Um, the chairman's a bit ropey. <laughs> the, the fans the fans are on the verge of a riot every other week. <laughs> okay, so uh, look at the squad, though. That was a good squad there. They've underperformed a bit recently, but they've got in Harry Kane, one of the best players. I'm sorry, what? He's gone. Okay, so... <laughs> Right. So, uh, I mean, if you're a striker, do you look at that and go, well, I'll be the man then? I mean, because strikers tend to have that arrogance, don't they? They're a bit like surgeons, God complex. I'm the man. (laughs) Give me the ball. (laughs) Um, So, I I don't know. I I mean, it's weird. It's a weird one. I don't know. The hypothetical of if he goes and you've got the money to spend, it bloody changes the market because everyone knows you've got the money. So, it's like... That striker who was fifty million last week suddenly seventy five million, and it's difficult. Like a lot of people looked at the deals we were doing, going, "Oh, we're spending the Kane money," and then of course the details of the deal have leaked, and you realise we've actually spent next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even Romero was is alone, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. the Romero deal is an interesting one. The guy signed a five-year contract, but an initial one-year loan. So in essence, we've signed him for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, which is nuts. Um, but we've done a deal with Atalanta. I mean, Italian football, the deals and dual ownership's quite common. So I think Paratici's basically exploited the the market, if you like, there for doing these types of deals. Um, can I just, can, good. yeah, do you know, can I just quickly mention as well, I love that little short clip of Paratici uh, at the Man City yeah, game. Man, it, he's, he's, he's so into it. I love it. I loved it. Have you have you seen the the uh, there's a write up I don't think there's a video there might be but there's a video uh, there's certainly a write up sorry of apparently Pep Guardiola's complaining about something and Steve Hitchin had to sit Paratici down well, it was basically absolutely volleying into him that's quality. I love <laughs> like, it like yeah, basically sit down shut up you big bold yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> but you can you know the way the players were fired up before the Man City game you can almost yeah. imagine Paratici probably winning it with a little just 
just used they, a bit they, of that passion you saw. Yeah, they, I mean that that guy. I, I mean, I was watching him in preseason being amped, and I'm thinking, wow, he's really into this. It's, yeah, and it's like I didn't have an attachment to him at all. It's like, who the hell is this guy? You know, <laughs> big reputation, whatever, whatever. Let's see what you can actually do. But then all of a sudden, he's there at games, giving it full on, going mental, proper coys. I'm like, okay, all right. I love this. <laughs> I'm, guy. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. <clears throat> right, moving across the Facebook, um, Stephen Peace. On the Harry Kane leaving sub, Jesus Christ, this is the third question. <clears throat> In days gone past, what Spurs players' departures saddened you the most? For me, it was Hoddle to Monaco. Oh, did, did he have to ask that question? I'm just being so <clears throat> positive. <laughs> the mood has been destroyed. Thank you, guys. Um, there, there's been a few for me. I mean, I, I, I'd suggest the, big, the, big three, the three big ones. Actually, there's been like, like, here we go. The four that have really hurt me. Klinsman really hurt. Yeah. Sheringham. That one yeah. hurt. Berbatov yeah. and Bao. Those four really hurt. Yeah. Um, which one saddened me the most was Sheringham. When I was a kid, he was he was everything to Tottenham, really. <laughs> um, so seeing him leave to go to Man United was only brightened by the fact he actually came back. Like Came back kind of like, I've won my stuff, I'm back to help. That's what um, Bell did as well, was, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah, which is kind of weird. Um, but that saddened me the most. Player departure, which left me the biggest impact on me, of course, is Judas. Mm. That is not... I swear to God, I've got abandonment and trust issues because of that bastard. <laughs> really? I, how many Tottenham fans really feel that perhaps they have issues around trust because of him? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> like, oh yeah, I'll sign a new deal in the summer. Son of a bitch lied to us all. Anyway, right, moving do, on. Did you know what I um just I just mentioned it as well. So uh, obviously, I'm sure as a nine year old, you're going to have been exposed to most swear words, but you're not going to tell your parents you've been exposed to them. True. Fortunately, the c word and Campbell in one song were mentioned quite mm. a lot of that game. So I was like, just yeah. don't tell your mum that you heard don't, these words. <laughs> don't don't you find that that's like a time bomb with kids? Because it's kind of like you see them, it's like, oh no, that's in there now. Yeah, that's in there. And, and just at the worst time, that's going to come back out. Especially when they're younger, because they got no filter. Like, toddlers are savage little bastards. And I remember one of my friends, like, um, my daughter was like two or three, and he dropped the C-bomb in conversation. And I gave him that look. He went, oh, she won't remember. I'm like, she will. She will. <laughs> she will. And then we were like sat, we were sat doing something and she sat in the middle of the room and she's playing. And she basically then just started dropping the C word, every other word oh, about no. her dolls. And I'm like, oh, wow, where's she picked that up from? Where have you been taking her? And my, my, my parents are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know where she could have got her from. I'm like, that's appalling. Oh, that's shocking. You'll have a word with some of the mums at the mums group or something because wherever she's learnt that and I just left the room like woo oh, sidestep that landmine <laughs> whoa yeah and then cool. my friend in the face next time I saw him um, the next question we got on Facebook is from someone called Nuno Espirito Santo oh um, the real one well his profile picture is Nuno now, I don't know why people do this <laughs> I mean I'm just going to act like it's him yeah why not because that's the only thing to do yeah. but I'm now concerned because he's asking us questions well, um, do you know, he, he and knows... he's also referring to himself in the third person. He says, you know, in the defence, we saw that Jaffa Tanganga was impressive during the Man City game. Has that brought him back to Nuno Espirito Santo plans? Well, dude, that's mm, you. Yeah. 
I but, don't know why you're asking me. Um, Romero will be a Spurs regular. What's next for Matt Doherty, Davin Sanchez, Ben Davis, Sergio Aurier, Harry Winks, Sissoko? Is Adam Traore the right player for? No. Team? I mean, I mean, Nuno. You should know the answers to these. Exactly, I don't. I don't yeah, get it. Um, exactly. And, and I'm not going to help you. I think you need to work this out and speak to people around you. Uh, James Campbell. When Nuno was first hired, there was a lot of complaining and eye rolling. Dude, he's right there. <laughs> sure. Yeah, God, you wrote this in the comment right next to his. Come on. Hashtag orcs. Yeah, hashtag orcs. Um, yeah, you ain't going to drip. No way. Yeah. When Nuno was first hired, there was a lot of complaining and eye-rolling on social media, which I find strange because I believed he was the best candidate of all the ones who were considered. I was always impressed with Wolves every time we played them. I liked the system and style and thought he'd be a good manager for our side. Now he's obviously won over the fan base, but why was there so much negativity at the outset? Um, I can answer that, I think. Because you, you, were, you were on board with the Nuno train fairly early. <laughs> that was when he was... Um, like, he, like with him, when, I was first, when he was first mentioned, I was like, bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I, I, can, I think I can answer this. This is coming from me and my own personal opinion. I think a lot of the negativity was less to do with the managerial appointments and more to do with the anger at the club. I think Daniel Levy's tenure has reached a point at the end of last season where people were pissed. Uh, Protests happened, so much stuff going on. We all know Harry Kane wants to leave. Um, and it just felt like, where where have we gone? You know, we were a Champions League finalist, and now we're going to have to qualify to enter the Conference League of the Europa's third-tier competition. And that has all happened following decisions made by the club. Didn't invest in players when they were told to. Didn't back the manager, appointed a different manager, who basically then just took us back to the Stone Age in every aspect. It, it just felt like it was more to do with anger at the club and less to do with Nuno. I think you've only got to look at the reception he got from the fans inside the stadium as well to realise social media is never an accurate barometer to how fans feel. No, do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because, look, I... I, I um, it, so, I, I know it's, it's two different, completely different things and I, and I think people in general go to football matches to support the club. Yeah. But, but but if you was to put a lot of people that you see on social media and, and the comments, if you was to put them in the ground, it would be the most toxic atmosphere ever, you know. One hundred percent. And and so yeah, it, it's 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 sometimes it almost feels like a polar opposite, like you know, and it, it's frustrating sometimes because like oh, you know, we we've mentioned it loads of times, like you'll put the most positive post on and you'll still get people acting like you just told them that their parents have died, you know. It's yeah. you, there's nothing you can do with some people, you know. No. They're just gonna—they're just gonna be angry. They're just gonna be negative, no matter what you say. But and and it did, it did help. We won. I mean, like if we'd have been three or four nil down at half time, maybe. No, do you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah exactly. Like but but I tend to find in general, we're going to the stadiums. It's people that are just there to support, to sing, to support, and to to, to g up the team. You know, so it, it is very different. It is very different. And and I I, I you know talking about Nuno and and the, the previous administration, if you like. There was there was never I don't think there was ever a cat in hell's chance even if it, even if it had been if it had stayed on and won that league cup a bit like with George Graham the fans would have never sung his name no, never no. but I can imagine that it's not going to take long before Nuno's got his song and everyone's singing his name I just I just it, it's it's like I said to you uh, and I've said this thousands of times that with, with Wolves you know with the greatest respect a smaller club but 
fans adored him, uh, and he yeah. and, and and you can look when you when you when you see him when you see him being interviewed, like when you when you when you listen yeah. to the guy, he's got he's got that Pochettino X factor about him where you just love him. You know, he's got that, yeah. and you can see, and, and it's almost like that personality is what you need in the modern game to get players on side. It's almost like you need that kind of personality. The personality that Mourinho's got doesn't work anymore. And the personality that Nuno's got, the, the personality that Pochettino's got, and, and managers like that, they've just got, they've got that, it's the charisma, isn't it? And Nuno has that charisma. You can see it. You can just, you, you almost like, when you listen to him, you're like, I want to go and play for you. Can I come and join you? You know, he's got that, just yeah. that way about him, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. Um, Okay, uh, moving on to the next one. Um, sadly, this isn't a celebrity this time. Uh, Matthew <laughs> Fleming, who's a celebrity in his own right. Yeah, I suppose having, new celebrity. Having seen our performance on Sunday, do you feel like Nuno Espirito Santo has been underrated by the fan base on the whole? Dyer, Deli and Sanchez look like whole new players in that game. Um, I think you can definitely see the impact of a different coach, a more proactive coach. Um the one thing I'm going to say is obviously we're all feeling super positive and we're all kind of like, yay! Um, like Matt just pointed out then, if um, it's one game. Yeah, you have <laughs> to was, remember it was, it's just it one game. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And uh, we play in this Europa Conference League tonight. It's going to be a very different team. Uh, if we play like that again, like different players still playing with that same level, then I'll, I'll be... Very much on the hype train. Hell, I'll drive it. Uh, but right now, we started last season under Jose Mourinho, smashing teams left, right and centre, and winning games by scoring loads of goals and stuff. And then it just crumbled. It just And the team went within themselves. They lost their heads. So it is one game. And immediately you can see the difference in the tenacity and the coaching and the way the players played and their levels. But it is just one game. So I'm trying to stay as level as possible. I do think the fan base potentially underestimate. But again, going back to the point I made before, I don't think that's on him. I think the fan base generally is just pissed at the club. Um, you know, you could have appointed anybody. And I think there would have been a section of the fan base who were just still pissed. But I think even Pochettino coming back, a section of the fan base would have just still been pissed. Yeah, you're right. And I will just... Because I've wanted something I wanted to comment on today. Um, and I know you mentioned him, Sanchez. Uh, you re- do you remember when he, when we was playing under Mourinho? And, obviously, and it's something that was quite... Uh, you know, people knew a lot about the fact he sort of really slagged him off, didn't he, in that Ajax Champions yeah, League? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it just shows you with, with Sanchez, there's always been a player there. I mean, like yeah. you know, you don't pay forty odd million for 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 no. you know, but it, it is a confidence thing, and I think um, maybe with Nuno, he's walked in to this very very talented squad, which we are, and I think if he just he just if he can just work on their confidence. A bit, like with Poch- a bit like with Pochettino, like you know, you're, this this is the team. This, right. yeah. this is the team that got to the Champions League final. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, well, they, you, these, this is a very talented team. Do you know, really, this is a really random thing. But years and years and years ago, we signed a striker called Stefan Iversen. Oh, I loved him. I loved him. Norwegian striker. Is he still playing? I think he's still playing, and he. I know he's at- Yeah, <laughs> he's still playing at like sixty. I think. Right? <laughs> but. Basically, he used to barrel goals in. I mean, it was in the Norwegian League, but he barrel goals in. When he came to England, he really struggled. And I can't remember it was, but I think it was David Pleat apparently took him to one side and showed him a video compilation of him scoring goals. And just and just said to him, said, that's you. 
things haven't changed. You are that player. You're watching in those clips. Just believe it again. Don't read the press. Don't listen to every, don't listen to the pundits. That's you, and you've not changed. And he scored a hat trick in the next game. And it always sticks in my mind because even though I was fairly young at the time, it always stuck in my mind of like psychology, and the massive impact your perspective, your perspective, and how you feel affects your performance in mm. every aspect of your life. Anybody who does a job will know if you get on well with your management and you feel appreciated, you do a much better job than if you think your manager's an asshole who doesn't yep, care. Completely. So if you're in a situation where you've got a guy who's come in who's done the arm round you kind of thing and gone, you're great. People don't think that anymore, but you are. Just be you. You know, and all of a sudden it, it kind of worked. But we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's one game. Let's see what happens. And, and you got yeah, exactly. And the thing is, Sam, like you know, like I say, you, you can't just you can't just mm-hmm. pick off eleven people on the street and go right. You guys are really great. You know, let's like yeah. you know, there's, there's got to be the the talent there in the background. You know, but if yeah. you can get these players that are talented and change their mindset, then you know, yeah. I, I think that. And I will say as well, Stefan Everson. I've just looked it up. He is still playing. Forty-four years yeah. old. Yeah. What a legend. <laughs> uh, so Dean Dean Bernard says, if Harry goes and we miss out on Vallejo. Vlaho, I really hope you miss out on this guy. I can't say his name. Vlahohivi. I think I had that for dinner yesterday. Who do we go for? Okay, so Martinez is definitely staying at Inter. We're missing mm. out on him. And the other guy, the guy at Fiorentina, basically said it's going to take a hundred million for them to consider selling him. Um, so I don't know. Um, generally, I, I don't know. I mean, you need a goal scorer, and it needs to be someone. That can come in, and we don't have to Google because if it's someone that we've all got a Danny Rose, I think <laughs> Daniel Levy again will have his head on the block. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Liam Hickey says, "Who should we take as a swap for Kane?" Jesus, question. Change the subject. <laughs> who should we take as a swap for Kane with cash, and who should we buy for that money? I mean, asked and answered. I think Liam. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, who would I take as a swap? Uh, Messi. Someone get me messy. I think I, I, I've got it. some bad news for you. I think he might have gone to another club, mate. No, <laughs> don't tell me he's gone to play under Pochettino. Yeah, I don't know. First mate. training I, I, session. First training session. Pochettino's going to turn to Jesus and go, "Hey, don't that guy from Argentina look just like Marcus Edwards?" Anyway, <laughs> um, Stefan Cruz Alvarez. Hello, Stefan. Stefan, the married man. He got married last week. Everybody. Congratulations. Another man. another fallen brother. Moment of silence. Okay. Uh, do we need Harry Kane? Uh, for fuck. Do, do, do you know um, what? Do you know what I was going to say? Because I know that Stefan did mention last week about the the finals. Now he seems to disappear when it really matters. Yes. And this and this. Do you know what this? I think leads in, or this connects. I think with the kind of the mentality of the squad and stuff. And it's it's really difficult, isn't it? Because they're they're really. I re- like I said last week. I do not want to say. We are a better team without Harry Kane because the guy's world class. Yeah, true. But you know, it's almost like remove the guy that never shows up when it really matters. You yeah. know, and it, and it could mean that we could finally win when do it you, finally matters. Do you want to hear a weird stat? Go on. Um, Cherry Henry played in nine finals and never scored. Wow. Yeah, I saw that stat yesterday. Yeah, that's that's that surprises me. That's that's kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? When you think about him and his career. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane is a world-class player. He finished with the top amount of goals and top amount of assists last season in a team that was shite, to be blunt. 
and we didn't play well and yet he without a shadow of a doubt was head and shoulders above it any team is better for having a player that good in it that being said if he doesn't want to play for the club anymore the club that made him and he's behaved in my opinion deplorably over this whole situation then I'm all for him leaving and I'm all for us having a squad of players who are united and want to win. His performances in finals and stuff like that just goes... It kind of pisses me off. It pisses me off that this kind of notion of I'm leaving for the Champions League. I'm leaving because I want to win a trophy. It's not to do with money. Well, if it's not to do with money, put in a transfer request. Yep. Oh, no, wait. If you do that, you lose your bonus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never won a trophy with Tottenham. You've been in two finals three finals or sorry three semi-finals you failed to do anything in any of them to help the team so you basically by leaving and saying you've not won a trophy at Tottenham you're saying I've been great the rest of you are shite and yeah. that's why I've not won anything yeah. I think you need to look in the mirror you arrogant son of a bitch <laughs> and I think he's had advice about you know this whole thing about I had an agreement I could go I, I ask you if you had an agreement Matt that you could go this summer, would you go and do an interview with Sky Sports declaring you want to leave with six games left in a season? Why would you need to? Yeah. And also... uh, All of his actions, you don't need to do any of it. If you've got an agreement and it's there, then all you needed to do is finish the season, walk up to the chairman and go, yeah, it's not worked out, has it? Man City want to buy me. Can you start negotiations, please? As per our agreement, handshake, I'm off on holiday and then I'm going to play in the Euros. Good luck, Daniel. Speak soon. Yeah. Because there's an agreement that's magically there, which isn't friggin' there. And he knew it. That's why he went on a PR campaign to leave. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's, it's one thing having an agreement with your mates that you're going to go, you're going to buy the first round, uh, you know, in a yeah. pub when you get it. But it's another thing having an agreement when it's a multi-million oh. pound coin. I mean, things don't and, work like that. And, and the whole friggin', oh, Daniel Levy said I could have more time off and no one told the footballing oh. staff. One... At no point ever in the history of the football club has Daniel Levy decided player holidays and pre-season and when they should return. There's a player liaison officer that clears everything. So what you're trying to say is that you went to the player liaison officer who then cleared it with Daniel Levy that you could have more time off. And that player liaison officer, when we appointed a new coach and everyone, then went, yeah, all the players are due back on that day. What about Harry? Yeah, because the player liaison officer decided, hee, 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 I'm going to screw Harry Kane. Mm. No, that's nonsense. Yeah, of course it, it is. It is utter made-up crap. The idea that he was unavailable, like all the story broke on the Monday and no one could reach him. Oh, we had no Wi-Fi. We had no way of being in contact. Yeah, your brother, your agent, sat in friggin' London. You're trying to tell me that there was no way from Team Harry Kane someone could go, what? What do you mean he's late? He's supposed to come back Friday. Yeah. That's a lot. It is utter crap and people are buying it and it's driving me insane. I am not a fan of Daniel Levy. He's a slimy, slivery business bastard who I've got no doubt has probably said to Harry, look, mate, if things don't work out, of course we'll sell you. I've got no doubt you said that to him. Not a doubt in my mind, but one, that's not a freaking agreement, and anyone who thinks it is is naive at best, stupid at worst. And the rest of it is absolute crap. You didn't need to do that interview. You didn't need to show up late. You didn't need to put the absolute nonsense out there, which you have. And he's hired a PR company. 
it's now known that a PR company is trying to clean up this mess for him because he's realised he's the England captain. He's being slated left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, see, that, that set me off on a tangent. I need to stop. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, it, it, it's all, I had to think about it. Uh, actually, I was... Ha! Thinking... Sorry, sorry, I've literally just read the next comment. John Coys Hannon, great middle name for a Tottenham fan. Uh, is Harry Kane stupid or does he think we're stupid or both? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Richard Moy, mate. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, John, you've just heard my rant. <laughs> we are, yeah, same page, fella. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 yeah, I was, so I was in the grand sitting there and I was thinking, thinking about Harry Kane um, and I just thought, look, if it sounds like he's going to go to, it looks like he's going to Man City, right? So he'll go yeah. to Man City, he'll win, I don't know, in the say he signs like a five-year deal, he'll win probably three or four Premier Leagues, you know, yeah. a couple of probably win the Champions League. So he's got he's going to win a few trophies, and when he retires, he'll have the medals for those those trophies. He won't have the trophy; yeah. he'll have the medals. There you go. He's got a box of medals there. He can put them in his spare room, can't he? Right, and there yeah. you go. For the rest rest of his life, he's got some medals in his in his spare room. Yeah. The other option is to stay at Spurs, probably not win anything. I mean, you never know. He might win one one, one or two trophies, but the chances are he might not win anything. Yeah. But when he retires, there you go. There's that, that, that stand's going to be called the Harry Kane stand. You've got the, you got, you're the greatest ever, greatest yeah. ever striker Spurs have had in their entire history. Yeah. You, are, yeah. you are the ultimate club legend for the rest of, not only your life, but the rest of Tottenham's, yeah. until someone else comes along, that's it. You are a club legend. Um, you are above. Unfortunately, Go on. there is a narrative that to be considered great, you have to have won team trophies. I've never bought into that. I, I mean, I, we've talked about it before. I, it's the Wes Brown thing. The idea that Wes Brown's the greatest defender to ever walk the face of the earth because he's won four Premier League titles, two Champions Leagues. The guy was just part of a Man United squad that was phenomenal. And he was part of it for a long time. And because he was part of that, he's a ridiculously decorated footballer. But the notion that because he won all of that, he's better than Toby Alderweireld as a player, as an individual, as a player stand by side, mm. is bullshit. Mm. Anybody who watches those two players will go, here's Toby, who's world-class, and there's Wes Brown, who's a squad player at best. But because of his trophy haul, I'm supposed to believe he's better. When I saw people talking about the Premier League Hall of Fame, and I'm watching the players be talked about being inducted, and I'm like, I want to see JJ Okocha in there. And people are going, why? He won nothing. Because he was one of the best freaking players to walk the face of the earth, and we got to watch him play for Bolton Wanderers in the Premier League. Yeah, of course. And I'm yeah. a Tottenham fan, and I paid money to go and watch him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you yeah. right now, I was I had zero interest. I went to watch him, and I every penny was worth it. I just watching that guy mm. beat five defenders like he was just taking a walk with the ball was amazing. And yet people are like, no, he doesn't deserve to go in the Hall of Fame. He won nothing. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get that mentality. It's a team sport. If you're doing a team Hall of Fame, yeah, Bolton don't deserve to be in there. They won shiced. Yeah. You're talking about players and a player's ability and how that player will be remembered. And yet every pundit, everyone, oh, yeah, he's got to win something. He's got to win something. He's got to win something. He's won three golden boots. He's won the assist award. He's won a World Cup golden boot. We're talking about as an individual. I don't I don't understand the team goal narrative because like you said, he's gonna to go to Man City and he will win 
trophies there. Does that make him a better player? No, not for me. He's the same player. He's just picked up medals. And he's and he's waved goodbye to look. You know, you'll still kind of like he'll still be regarded in some quarters as a, as a legend of the club. But to be a true, he could have if he'd stayed, no, he would be a he, true he would... legend. Yeah, I, I said this on a post the other day that he'll be remembered as a legend of the club in years and years to go. Mm. Um, but basically, someone corrected me and said, "No, he'll be remembered as our second all-time goal scorer." Yeah. Yep. And and they're absolutely right. Yeah. So Dane Scarlett, it's over to you, kid. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving on, Tom Perks, please don't be about Harry Kane. <laughs> what what final league position do you think will be a success this season, <laughs> with Harry and without Harry? Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom. Um, I think a success this season is breaking the top four. I think that is definitely a a success because I think the top four teams, the two from Manchester, Chelsea, and Liverpool, look a step above everybody. And then I think us, Leicester, West Ham, funnily enough, and Everton are kind of the chasing pack. And then you've got Wolves, Leeds who could beat anybody on their day in a, a group there. Um, but I think the top four, again, look a step up. So a successful season is in the top four. I think fifth or sixth is a respectable season, given it's the manager's first year in charge. And it's definitely transitional. You know, we are shifting players and buying players. Um, but that's just my... I, I'm not getting into the with Harry or without Harry. I think that's regardless. I think that's where we should be. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Michael Joseph says, let's talk Lucas Moura. Now, we've done that, Michael, so I hope you've satisfied you because we're running out of time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we've done that. We love the guy, and I hope you enjoyed it. What are your thoughts on his performance on Sunday? I thought he was absolutely friggin' brilliant. Yeah, great. Uh, Ryan Miller says, what are your thoughts on Undumbele? Uh, the managers we've had never seem to be keen on him. Undumbele is a phenomenal talent, and when you watch him play sometimes, you're like, wow, this guy's world-class. He's clearly not a good professional. And no. by that, I mean he doesn't train well. He doesn't look after himself. Um, there are reports of him returning after paternity leave very overweight. Um, he's not a good pro. And I think certain managers can work with that and can kind of go, okay, you're not a good pro, but I can get this out of you. And that is still very good. And I think some managers will say, you bring yourself to this level or you jog on. Yeah. Um, I think Nuno, a bit like Pochettino in a way, is kind of like, this is how we play. This is how we train. If you're not on board with that, there's the door. Um, And I think Serge Aurier is heading to that door. I think Musa Sissoko is heading to that door. I think Tangi and the Bellis, two best friends at the club, are Serge Aurier and Musa Sissoko. Um, And I think it's a decision he needs to make. On three different occasions, he's kind of gone, oh, I don't like it here, I want to leave. Um... Uh, I think perhaps this time the club are going to go all right, but we aren't going to get the money back we spent on him, so that's a nightmare. Um, next question is from someone I can't pronounce. Uh, your middle name's Moses, so I'm going with that. What's next for Tottenham striker transfer updates? Um, there isn't one. There you go. That was easy. Um, <laughs> the players we've been linked with have either ruled themselves out or were priced out. Um, so yeah, the the club appear to be focusing on a central defender who can also cover right back if needed, I think, so they can let Aurier leave. Um, A creative midfielder, and then, of course, a striker, which could become two strikers if Kane leaves. 
Um, Tom Agresco finishes everything. The Sky Sports finally give the people what they want and bring back Masters football. Unfortunately, they let the 15-year-old work experience kid choose the players. As a result, only players who have played for and left the club in the last five years can be selected. Who would you step onto the hallowed blue carpet? Masters football. What happened to that? I, that is, that, you know, when you yeah. just when you it just occurs <clears throat> to you that something's been missing from your life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in goal Vorm because he left not that long ago and I think he'd do well in goal in the Masters football yes I agree Um, so Vorm in goal Um, at the back um, Toby Alderweireld he's left recently he'll do Jan Vertonghen there you go Uh, Moussa Dembele in midfield so that's one two three four I need a striker who's left and that would have to be hmm Soldado, why not? <laughs> Goldado. Go on, Goldado, you can do it. What about you? What is your five? Well, do you know what? I was thinking up front. So it's players that have retired as what? Or it was, no, it they... just says left. He just says who have played for and left within the last five years. In the last five years. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to go for something similar. Yeah, the two Belgian centre backs. Yeah, definitely. With Dembele. You've got to have Dembele in Yeah, you yeah, have, haven't you? You can't get a ball off him. <laughs> do, do you know what? I was. I'm trying to think. I mean, could we? It, what what age was there? Because they were quite old, the players, weren't they? If I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but this Tom Agerskew, Tom Agerskew, as I'm gonna call him, he's Scottish. Um, Tom Agerskew is basically saying the five players who have paid for us and then left within the last five years, he doesn't see a retired. Right. Okay. I went Ali McCoy then. <laughs> Who we, do you know what? We haven't had many strikers in the last five years because no one wants to come because of Kane, have we? So I'm trying to think of a striker. Janssen. Vincent um, Janssen. Oh. Soldado. Um, oh, actually, yeah, shite. Lorente. Oh, yeah, Lorente. Yes, there you go. No, With his height as well. I love Soldado. Yeah, well, I'll go Lorente. You can, can miss open goals all day. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, you, I, I love you. You're staying. Um, right, so we're going to wrap up now. Um, we play in the Europa Conference League tonight. It's a very different team. Hopefully it goes well whenever you listen to this. Of course, we record and put it out on a Thursday. It's the 19th of August. So whenever you're listening to it, hopefully that result goes well. Our next game is Wolves away. Now, that's going to be interesting. You think our home crowd was fired up to face Man City. I think the Wolves' home crowd are going to be very fired up for Nuno returning. Mm. Uh, the players are going to want to beat their former manager and hopefully Nuno has our team as fired up and ready uh, because it's going to be a great game but uh, it could be a real statement game as well going away for the first time so Mm. let's bring it on come on on, you Spurs we'll be back next week take care mate thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast we hope that you enjoyed the show Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.